Every Monday through Thursday, we bring you a new story on the theme of power, culture, or the future. Handpicked from theoutline.com. I'm your host, James T. Green, and this is The Dispatch. Nice of you to call for him. Yes, he'll be right here in my office. Thank you so much. Goodbye. The future. I'll tell you. And he's in the door. You'll probably hear it. Sound, sounds like a big safe opening up. Is it too too loud where I am? I'm just sitting in a stairwell. You're a brand new voice here at The Outline. Uh, what brings you here? I enjoy writing about um, technology and science, and, and I think the, the way that the future goes about it in The Outline section is really interesting to me. So yeah, I'm just generally writing about those type of things. All right, take it away. Imagine this, you've just moved to a new city and you're all alone. Future contributing writer, Oscar Schwartz. To make friends, you decide to head to a local bar and strike up a few conversations. Before leaving the house, you have a final decision to make. Should you wear your expensive tag or just your run-of-the-mill swatch? So my first question is, so what do you do in this situation? I would definitely just wear the swatch. That's what my instinct would say. Not that I would have a tag, but um, if I did, <laughs> I, w- I don't think I would wear it out. So you weren't actually just posing this question to me or the audience, but this actually came from a study, right? Yeah. So there was a study that was recently published in a journal called Social, Psychological and Personality Science. And it looked at whether people kind of use high status symbols when they're trying to make new friends and whether that's received well. Okay, so the verdict is? The verdict is, surprisingly, people generally think that wearing fancy watches or whatever it is will help them impress new friends, but the person on the receiving end of that, you're probably deterred by it. So there's kind of this, like, inconsistency between what we think will make us new friends and, you know, how that's perceived on the other side. I'm curious, is there something going on here with, like, dominance? Yeah, totally. So it comes down to signaling. And signaling is something that we do to show another person who we are um, and where we kind of fit in the social context or whatever. So things like tattoos or piercings or maybe like wearing like Ralph Lauren, like all these things essentially, right? Exactly. I mean, some people think that it's like almost all of our behavior can be explained through signaling. I'm a bit suspect on that. I mean, it's taken from the animal kingdom where competing animals display certain behaviors to show that, you know, they're either a dominant creature or that they're willing to be submissive or they're willing to cooperate, whatever it is. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I I went to a coffee shop and um, the barista commented on me and um, he said, oh, I really liked your Doc Martin shoes. I've never seen them in that type of way. And, like, as I noticed, he said that, like, we were both kind of dressed very similarly. Like, we both had facial piercings and tattoos. And it really made me think, like, why do I choose to wear Doc Martens in certain situations? Am I trying to say that I am this type of person, like, It is very interesting in the human condition, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, things like what type of shoes you wear and whether you get piercings and tattoos are quite obvious signals, but there's even kind of more subtle ones about what type of profession you choose to go into or um, whether you give to charity or not. 
Hmm. That type of thing. So tell me more about the experiment. Like, what was the breakdown? Like, what actually happened? They actually started with the hypothesis. So they thought that people would try to, um, you know, make themselves seem fancier, but that wouldn't go down well. So they confirmed this with six different experiments. The watch one is one example. And another example is, um, so they asked people, if you're going to a wedding, you can either arrive in a luxury car or you can just arrive in a normal car. What do you choose? Mm. And majority of people decided to go with a luxury car. And then they asked that same question to people at this hypothetical wedding. If someone arrived in a luxury car or a normal car, who would you be more likely to make friends with? And majority of those people said they would prefer the normal car. So again, there's this like inconsistency there. <laughs> it's like we're all essentially setting ourselves up for failure. <laughs> Exactly. I think particularly with making friends. But the weirdest experiment that they did was, so they wanted to see whether it was just about aesthetics. So, you know, obviously like a luxury car is aesthetically more pleasing than a normal car, apparently. So to control for that, they did this one where you're going to this hypothetical picnic and you want to make new friends and you have to choose between two t-shirts. One says Saks Fifth Avenue in just like plain black text. And the other one says Walmart in plain black text. And majority, like, I can't remember the exact percentage, but quite a high percentage of people choose the Saks Fifth Avenue t-shirt. Mm. Whereas the people at the picnic, when they're asked the question, they're like, oh no, I'd much prefer someone wearing a Walmart t-shirt. Well, I mean, it's, it's also super interesting here. And I'm not trying to say like, oh, this experiment is flawed here, but I guess it depends on the context of the party because someone may be thinking like, oh, that's a funny t-shirt or maybe worn in an ironic way. But I'm just very curious like if that was uh, put into context in the experiment. No. And this is often, I think, what is missing in conversations around signaling is like it's such complex social behavior um, and there's so many like you know, layers of irony around someone wearing a T-shirt that says Walmart on it that would be taken into consideration, you know, in how someone is signaling or how they want to fit into a group. And a lot of these studies kind of lack the nuance uh, or the cultural nous to kind of really get into that kind mm -hmm. of the complexity of the signaling. I mean, look at Normcore, look at uh, those uh, $600 Balenciaga shoes that look like $10 dad shoes, like... It's the virtue signaling through irony, which I think is interesting that like maybe did the experiment cover that or is still another gap? No, it didn't cover that. It was less about signaling per se and more about trying to prove this hypothesis. They kind of admit at the end of the paper that they don't know why this kind of paradox occurs hmm. and that to understand it would require, you know, a deeper understanding of the human condition. If Somebody out there is listening. They're also a big nerd about social psychology and all these type of things. Are there any other resources or books you'd recommend uh, folks would check out? There was actually a really great article in The New Yorker just recently about signaling and the way that it's used by um, economists and the shallowness of the analysis sometimes. This recent book called The Elephant in the Brain, um, which claims that everything can be understood in terms of signaling. And ultimately, if you analyze it carefully, you can fully understand human signaling behavior. So it presents that one perspective. And then it also looks at, at the other side, which says, well, not all human behavior is reducible. And it kind of takes a humanities approach to that. So I take it wearing a Supreme t-shirt to my party would not make people like me more, right? 
No, I mean, I guess it probably <laughs> depends on what party you're going to, but I, I, I wouldn't recommend it. That was future contributing writer Oscar Schwartz. Thanks, Oscar. Thanks for having me. The Outline World Dispatch is produced and hosted by me, James D. Green. Our music is courtesy of APM, and our theme is by the fantastic John Lagomarsino. I'm James D. Green. See you later.